call that the turkey hole. Welcome, everyone, back to Barely Educated. We are the show for ranting and raving about the Chicago Bears and occasionally trying to have a halfway sophisticated thought in there. I am your co-host, Mark Jansen, and joining me, as always, the venerable Chris Teichler. Chris, how you doing? Pretty good, my friend. Not too bad. Had fall break for a couple days this week, so got ah. some good rest. And, so mine uh, is tomorrow and Friday. Oh, congratulations. So I'm hitting the road bright and early tomorrow. Nice. And it's probably good to mention that we are recording this at like 2 p.m. on Wednesday. We haven't mm-hmm. got a single injury report. Logistically, there's just no other way to do it with our traveling schedules. Yep. So My some stuff schedule. might be subject yep. to change. But we do know, like Matt Nagy said, Fields is fine. He'll be a full participant, he thought. So Whew. That one's good. Jair Alexander is definitely on IR for the Packers. That's some of it won't change. Yeah, I'm going to sleep in tears. Uh, but yeah, we're here to preview Bears Packers. We also had to do a pretty abbreviated post game, so we'll get back to my the fault as well. Yeah, I'm the reason we're doing this early. He's the reason the other one was a quick episode. But together, we are barely educated, and we're screwing up your podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry to do this to everyone, but I think we can't just we can't just skip over the John Gruden stuff. This is big. Yeah. And in- so, important and yeah multi-layered too so we'll start oh. there and that'll transition us to the raiders game and then we'll get into the preview week so um what's your quick thoughts because i have a couple big thoughts for you but what are your quick thoughts on the gruden stuff some of it's obvious but i think there's some layers here to get into yeah well um when i read the things that he actually wrote or about the pictures mm-hmm. that were sent i mean that's pretty that's pretty terrible stuff to say and, you know, not very <laughs> pretty unclassy to uh, I mean, send the yeah. kind of pictures that he did and everything. Um, I don't think we need to read the quotes. Unless no, 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 no. You know that he said racist, homophobic and misogynistic thing. Mm-hmm. And there's enough of it. It goes all the way up to 2017. So the 10 years ago thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he's 48 10 years ago. I mean, at some point that doesn't work because he's a, grown man and that's who you are at that point yeah it's not like he was 16 and stupid or something shout yeah. out to all our 16 year old listeners sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. or those who act 16 but you know you've seen people defending that oh it's 10 years ago we're gonna drag everything i mean yeah if you're 48 went 10 years ago probably i would thanks so we all know what he did do you think he deserved to be fired the way he was well, to to be honest, I think he should be fired because he's a bad coach. So, is uh, it was this an excuse for the Raiders to fire him? That's what I have wondered about. I mean, and you know, sure. I've never liked him. I've always thought he was overrated. Mm-hmm. And as a Monday Night Football analyst, he was so bad. Like he never he never really taught about the game or told you interesting things about the game. He just had that that brash swagger and you know that attitude yeah. and this, this guy, guy yeah. is a homophobic racist misogynistic <laughs> pig and nobody does it better than this guy he's right? <laughs> matt nicky's mirror there yeah yeah no, um uh, but so i to me there's i have a little bit of uh schadenfreude schadenfreude about him which is probably not good <laughs> on my end 
But I've just never thought anything good about him. I think his one Super Bowl is because he inherited a championship mm-hmm. caliber team, and the team he played in the Super Bowl, he knew all about him inside and out. So it's kind of the perfect storm. Yeah. So I've never really thought much of Don Gruden as a coach or as an analyst, and you know the stuff that came out didn't really surprise me that a football coach would talk like that, or you know, yeah. sadly, you know. On the one hand, some of this is blessedly simple, but I think there's also some really complex things. Yes. Terribly simple would be better phrasing. He said racist and homophobic things when he's in charge of a locker room of young men who are largely African-American and include the only openly gay player in the league. Right. Yes. Clearly, Mm -hmm. he can no longer lead that team. The end. Mm -hmm. He was not canceled. He was fired for cause. Mm Mm-hmm. I am not defending him in any way, shape, or form with what follows. I am a little bit troubled by a couple things going on here, though. Not because he should have kept his job. Absolutely should be fired. But we seem to be as a culture, right? And here's the educated part of it. Uh. Trying to, like, think a little more deeply about some of this. I think there's a certain sense where we're more concerned with what someone has said than what they've done here lately. And that bothers me because I think we should have a high standard on both, to be clear. Agreed. I'm not giving Urban Meyer a pass for what he did, but (laughs) now all the attention's off of him. Yeah, that's a good point. No one's, you know, who's more relieved than him, too? (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. You Maybe you say, well, it doesn't affect the team as much what he did, but I'd still say, look, he's a guy who's preaching character. Mm -hmm. He hides behind what I think is this sort of fake Christianity. Yes. To a certain degree, I can't stand that. And then it's obviously up between him and his wife when it comes to their marriage after all this. But the reason that Gurdon has been fired, the subtext underneath it all you sort of alluded to, and Urban Meyer has not been, is follow the money, the contracts. Mm. The Raiders are thrilled to be getting out from under Gurdon, I'm sure. that Four years so far out of the 10, whereas the Jaguars are not willing to, you know, admit it just yet and have to figure out how much they'd owe him four games or five games now into his contract so like a big part of this we, we hide behind all this like we were so shocked and appalled and offended but let's not be naive right like so i think there's a double standard sometimes i think you follow the money and uh and the other thing that's there's another couple um hopefully this is making sense here the other one that bugs me is the double standard with tampa bay mm. I don't want to be careful here. John Gruden was removed from their ring of honor over this, which is their prerogative, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I have, I, my problem with that isn't so much removing him. It's what is the standard? Because Warren Sapp (laughs) was charged in 2017 with buying sex toys and showing nude photos of women. He was dating to one of his coworkers, NFL network employee, Jamie Cantor. In an article on CBS Sports, you can find it there, dated to December 13, 2017. So this gets back to the said versus did thing. Mm. A few months later, the NFL settled with her out of court. Now, I realize proof is 100% on Gruden sent those emails with those phrases. Yes. Sap, of course, can deny it to a point. But the NFL settling out of court very quietly and it also involved Marshall Falk and some other NFL network employees. Uh, he apparently exposed himself. She also said Sap had urinated in front of her. Like, there's a bunch of like really crazy stuff in this case. 
And I sent this to several diehard football fans this morning, including you. Including me. None of us. Me too. None of us remembered it. And some of us didn't even know it had ever happened. So I asked Tampa Bay, why is Warren Sapp still in your ring of honor? Is it a matter of, of evidence? Because again, NFL settles quickly sure looks suspicious. Sapp, of course, denied it all. But they settled quickly. <laughs> like, I, I, it's not that I'm defending Gruden. I just think sure, the sure. standard should be applied consistently across the board. And uh, Sapp's kind of got this like comedian shtick to him now, and he is pretty funny. But like, that's no reason to apply a standard differently. Um, all I'm saying is either keep them both in and have a, explanations about what they did after that you do not stand for as an organization and use it as a teaching point or kick them both out. But you, I don't think you can have it both ways here without looking hypocritical. Am I being unfair? No, I, I think those are good, good questions to ask. Um, yeah. What is, what is the standard? What is okay in terms of being a lousy person, but still being, you know, part of your, your team's honored legacy and, and what's not, and how much of this is just, um, you know, the, the hot topics of the day too. Yeah. Not, not to dis- kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to dismiss, you know, the hot topics of the day, not at all. You know, they absolutely. are hot topics for good reason. Usually. Yes, exactly. Like racism is still a thing. It is still a part of our country. Right. It's always and been. She clearly faced some sort of harassment. Right. Work. And Unacceptable. a lawsuit that kept the NFL kept out of court. She won that. Like, mm-hmm. She settled out of court. She won that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to really question how we apply the standard and how we reach these conclusions. And that's why I joked earlier about this being the educated part, because I think we need to think deeply about what we're actually wanting from these kinds of incidents to have happened that we would call just, mm. right? Like Gruden got what he deserved in terms of the firing and yes. probably the ring of honor. But I think they need to think about consistently applying that standard across the board or Let's do a sillier example that's a little easier to talk about in a lot of ways. The Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Every single time that comes up for voting, the Bonds, McGuire, Clemens stuff gets discussed. Mm-hmm. So, so, a bunch of them. And they're all out. I would actually put them in and explain the era, and I'd have a whole plaque on it, and again, use it as a teaching point and say, this is the record. This is how we did it. We uh, frown upon this now, but at the time, baseball unfortunately basically turned a blind eye to it and you could do it that way that's not for everyone doesn't have to agree with me on that Mm -hmm. but it's kind of the same thing i think as the ring of honor and just a less serious case than harassment and racism right yeah and Um, i personally i don't agree with you but i get it and i think the way that you would do it is a great way to do it if it was done uh my my thing is with guys like Pete Rose like if you're gonna put Barry Bonds in you put Pete Rose in you know what I'm saying yeah I would do that if I was gonna if I implemented what I just suggested I'd have to put Pete Rose in too I agree and that's an interesting one too because he's been vilified for good reason over gambling on games he was an active participant right but now gambling is so yeah much different (laughs) in the collective conscious Mm -hmm. like that's the other big question is how much should we maintain a certain standard above and beyond just the sweeping flow of public perception? Mm-hmm. That's an alarming thing to call our standard because, you know, public perception has in all sorts of places and times through history been dead wrong 
and we didn't realize it until much later. Mm-hmm. And I don't well, need to cite obvious examples, but anybody can think of 10 off the top of their head, probably. Going back even farther in baseball, a couple things that come to mind. Um, the 1919 White Sox. I was going to say the, the Sox like, scandal. Yeah, like Buck Weaver took no money. Can you reinstate him? Joe Jackson took no money. He may have and been. They all the... thought he did at the time, and we find uh-huh. out later. Yeah. So, can you reinstate them? Uh, you know, if you're going to talk about putting other known uh, rule benders, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, but on the on the other side too, if you know character is going to affect people's um, you know Ring of Honor or Hall of Fame stuff, what about Ty Cobb? Yeah. Horrible human being horribly that's my, racist I, that's exactly my point it's just we get into this policing of all this but we don't have any real clear standards no one's telling anybody what the actual standard is tampa bay if they want to make a big deal of the ring of honor need to come out and tell clarify how much character integrity morality matter to them on it and then go through and figure out who belongs in it if that really is a criteria if not the only reason they got rid of john gruden was to look good in the modern mind you see what i'm saying like that's I a wimpy, washy way to do it and again i think gruden absolutely deserved to be fired yeah right. and probably deserves to be out of their ring of honor it's just there's no consistent standard that they're holding to beyond the whims of the day and i think mm. that's potentially problematic yeah. um and that is not to defend anything he did but to get us all to think more deeply about what we want to have as our standard for this stuff so I think it's, it's important in a lot of ways. All right, last thing on this. Kind of goes along with follow the money. And just real blunt here. Let's not all be naive enough to think that this should be the end of the emails leaking. <laughs> right. Please. I think everyone agrees on this one. Just from like seeing stuff on Twitter. And there's already the lawyers from the Washington employees have already made a statement. Like 40 lawyers or something. Or the lawyers. Ooh. No, it's the lawyers for the 40 employees. Sorry. Um, but like the league is trying to pull a fast one here, right? They're trying to go after the guy who made comments about Goodell and ignore the Daniel Snyder stuff. Mm. Right. And then Adam Schefter gets thrown under the bus because he ran it by Mr. Editor, Bruce Allen, which <laughs> terrible look for Adam Schefter. Might need to uh, go ahead and address that there, buddy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look good, but can we all just agree that this, that as much as we might get sick of the story, the stuff in those emails, John Gruden's not the only one talking like this in nope. these circles. Nope. And Daniel Snyder is getting away with this right now because he has the money. That's just sad. Mm. So let's keep the heat up until the NFL finishes telling us what's in these emails. Do you think there's a one employee somewhere who's going to make? I don't care about this job. I'm doing it. And there could be to, uh, somebody. Yeah. There usually is. This story's right? not over. No, 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 no. I agree. I but the league agree. is trying to fool everybody and deflect onto Gruden. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and I want to know the results of that stinking ex- investigation and not just because John Gruden's a racist dork. <laughs> There's more this to guy. it than this. Mm-hmm. This guy's a racist dork. Now, if the, if the Raiders had been more successful since he started, do you think things turn out differently? Perhaps you could follow the money and say that he was worth the money. It would be harder to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know because he ticked off Goodell. Yeah, there's your problem right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just kind of my point. Like, the power brokers are still manipulating the message here. Yeah. It's not to be conspiratorial. It's just 
staring you in the face. Off. It is, yeah. It's right there. It's right there. Okay, so to the Raiders game. To the Raiders. I just have two more things I wanted to mention. I don't know about you, but why don't I put one of them to you as a question first? Okay. Do you at all buy the narrative that the Bears won in some way because the Raiders were distracted or whatever due to the John Gruden initial wave of news? I mean, I wouldn't think so because they're all professionals, right? I mean, they, they want to win. They want to um, – are, are you asking, like, did they – were they sabotaging him at all or just completely distracted I, by the events? keep saying it. Dan Bernstein said it, who I normally think is better than this in terms of thinking through an issue that I don't always agree with him. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, Okay, so I just – I hate that line of thinking. Mm-hmm. One, all the stuff that happened since Monday is the big news. The yes. first little bit of news was Friday. In the weekly NFL work week, guess what they're already done doing by Friday afternoon? Game planning and practicing in earnest. True, yeah. And did the Raiders look like a team that was just not trying? No. Did they look a little unfocused? Maybe. There were some drops that you kind of scratch your head. Yeah, at. there were, but let's be honest, that Bears front seven was pretty fierce. So <laughs> did, did Edwards drop the pass because – John Gruden said something racist. <laughs> I don't think so. I have a hard time buying it. Could they have been a bit distracted? Sure. If anything, I'd say it affects them for the next game, not the last game. Mm. I think that's completely backwards to say that the Bears won because of it. Man, I think the Bears took the Raiders' best shot at being physical and getting punked and mm-hmm. punched them right back. And yeah. rock bottomed them even, which was awesome, James yeah. Daniel. Oh, yes. So that was the other point I wanted to make. So do you agree with my thought on that? Or I do. I do. Because they the first uh, first quarter, man, they were relentlessly coming after Fields, like trying mm-hmm. to trying to hurt him, trying to knock him out of the game. Which you know that's you know kind of how you play football. Um, but yeah, as the game just went on, the Bears just wore them down more and more. Bears and more. just weren't going to take it. And like I Joe, thought it was refreshing. It was. It was. How many times over the past couple years? Maybe not on this pod, but on the old one or just in conversation. Have we talked about the Bears O-line playing soft mm-hmm. or the Bears getting pushed around? I remember Hogan Johns talking about it with Kyle Long after the Eagles playoff loss. And Chris Long had told Kyle Long, Chris being on the Eagles defensive front, we knew we could beat you because we could push you guys around. Yikes. We knew you were your O-line wasn't going to play strong or however he worded it. Right, so for the Raiders to try that and the Bears to come right back and punch them right back was really good to see. Yeah, and it's two plays like really typify this, right? Like they're great examples of it. Everybody's probably seen it by now, but the one where the safety—I think he's a safety, no, maybe a linebacker—tries to jump weird, like it's a straight <laughs> run over Daniels, and Daniels kind of catches him and just slams him down. It almost looks like the Rock's finishing move, the Rock bottom. <laughs> Everybody loved it. Olin Krutz had tweeted it out. That's where I saw it. Mm. Great follow, Olin. And then yeah, the oh, other one, I just, I just saw the other one today, this morning. It was Elijah Wilkinson, who I thought was kind of an eh signing. But he finishes a run block to the point that he pancakes the guy. And the guy looks like he's about to get mad and start smacking him. And Wilkinson just, like, pins his arm to his side and is like, nothing. You got nothing. It was great. Like, wow. the physicality, the, like, we are going to impose our will. That's what they have to do if they're determined to stick with this formula. Well, that's what a good power running game does. Mm-hmm. It lets your old lineman take control of the game. And it reminds me of Brandon Staley last week saying 
Mm. You don't even have to run that effectively. You need to make there's a physicality to this game, and you need to make sure that your team runs enough to establish that physical presence. That's a really great explanation. Um, now, I do think the game plan of 35 runs and 20 passes is very limited. It has a ceiling that's not nearly high enough in this mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. I do still want them to open it up. But, man, it was nice to see the Bears be nasty. Mm-hmm. And not dirty, just nasty. Right, not dirty, not dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, the one guy who was, once Mario Edwards got that late one in the fourth quarter, oh, early yeah. in the fourth, his second, they, did, they didn't put him back in. Did you see that? He didn't play I him. did not see that. Oh, my friend. Wow. I did not see that. Thanks for pointing that out. I'm sure many of our listeners did not realize that. Pretty cool um, example of accountability. Yeah, that was 30 yards. That was 30 yards in penalties. 30 yards of him being an idiot. Now, I mean, granted, it wasn't like they were sitting down Mac or Roquan for a penalty. It was a backup. But still, I like the accountability that that suggests. Yeah. And, you know, Mac would never do that. Quinn would never do that unless. Yeah, you know. I mean, th- the fact that they were so blatant after the play, like they might get called for something ticky tack, and I don't think you discipline them. Mm-hmm. But when it was because you are out of control, you're not going back in. I thought that was good coaching. Yeah. Kudos, Matt Nagy. That would and be a Nagy thing, right? Not a deciding thing. Yeah. One other yeah. thing I just re- remembered, sorry, uh, that fits that game, but also the big picture, and then on to Green Bay. Mm. Do you think it's possible that Matt Nagy could be a good enough head coach? or grow enough to keep if he's not going to call plays? Boy, uh, that's that's where the conversation has shifted, hasn't it? If he, yeah, if he stays in this lane. Because he, they do seem to love him as a leader. Yeah, we've always talked about how the locker room doors him. Yeah. Like if he could just say, all right, you know, I'm bad at this. I'm not going to do it anymore, and I'm going to let someone else take charge of the offense and the play calling – you know, he can still have his input on what kind of offense yeah, the team still runs. The he's, he's still, still the helping coach. game plan. Oh, but I, I can't yeah, believe that, it's on the table after how bad they looked against the Browns. I know, but maybe he finally, you know, ate the humble pie and said, you know yeah. what, I just can't do this. And we talked about the locker room stuff mm-hmm. with the Jimmy Graham tweet or like yeah. tweet and with yeah. the uh, asking his players for input. They could have liked that, by the way. It's yeah. possible that they saw that as a strength. But now here we are, and he's saying stuff like, you know, I feel like I can focus on other details more and I can get in the face of the D. De- I'm like, yeah, well, some of us have been wanting that for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, we just knew his offense stunk when he called the plays. But there's also the side of it that's like manage a game better. That's a hub arcus thing from like two years ago. Yeah. The guy we kind of pick on, but the, he's right on this. Cool that one. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I'm, I'm, st- I'm, I'm not there yet to where I can be like, yeah, go ahead and keep him. Because I still want whatever you do. I still think you have to get someone who knows exactly how to use Justin Fields. And I don't mm-hmm. think they're doing that yet. That's just better than the Browns debacle, but like, you know, a chimpanzee calling plays on a keyboard would have probably led to a more efficient offense than the Browns game. <laughs> so, uh, let's try that sometime. Let's yeah. Get, let's get Jojo. And uh, yeah, Jojo the monkey. It's like when uh, Terry Bohr said that the, the Mike Matheny Cardinals, Era was like giving the keys to a Lamborghini of a to a uh, to a chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that. Nice. Anyway, um, so Packers, how you feeling? Oh boy. Well, I I still can't pick the Bears to beat the Packers until they do it. 
But I do think that, uh, you know, maybe it'll be a closer thing this time. And it comes down to Aaron Rodgers, you know, being given enough time to win the game. I mean, I could see something like that. They the still Bears have number 12 around. and number 17, right? They do. Those they guys do. aren't hurt yet? Not yet. Someone should get on that. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I think you're right that it's really hard to take the Bears in a game against Aaron Rodgers especially when he has Devontae Adams healthy too until mm-hmm. the Bears have proven it. They've beaten Rodgers one time in the Matt Nagy era, and that was after they fired McCarthy and what, Philbin was the interim coach? In I don't remember. Like, yeah, it was at Soldier Field when they The game was the obviously, yeah. in terms of like predictive to the rivalry, kind of an anomaly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rodgers owns the Bears until the Bears prove otherwise. I will say this, though. This is as vulnerable as the Packers have been coming into one of these matchups, especially on defense Mm -hmm. in the Matt Nagy era, other than the one where they had already given up on the air and fired their coach. Like, Jair Alexander is a stud. Yes. He's out. Out. They got major issues in their secondary. And I heard this morning they are giving up 4.6 yards per carry average. In the yes. run, the run defense. Run on them. Yes. If the Bears can come out and execute a San Francisco 49ers NFC Championship two years ago, mm-hmm. that's a game plan. They can win this game. Yeah, this it's is the more game winnable than any of the games last year or the year before. Uh huh. So is this one of those games where you want the thirty something carries, thirty five carries? I don't know because are you really going to hold him to you know twenty points? If you keep him off the field. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I think this is a good time to also open it up, though, just because so much of their secondary is out of this game and hurt. Mm. And, like, it's a good chance to do that. And Zadarius Smith is out. So they've had an okay pass rush even without him. But there's a real there's – there's an alternate world somewhere where God loves the Bears more than he loves them now. <laughs> and uh, Aaron That's right, my and friend. the Packers are two and three. Because the Niners don't give them so much time, and the Bengals make one of their misses. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can play that game both directions with the Packers. And yeah, Bengals. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. They're four and one, and could easily be two and three. Mm-hmm. They're not the juggernaut that they've been the last two years. Even if they have the wins right now, they remind me a lot of the team two years ago that kept on squeaking by. Mm. And like, are they really this good? And then the Niners blew the doors off of them. Right, right. And part of that's injuries. So I think they're more vulnerable than we are used to. Mm-hmm. But last time I picked the Bears with my heart, we got the Browns game. So in everyone's <laughs> best interest, I won't do that. I still need the Bears to prove it. I need the offense to look better in more phases, passing. Mm-hmm. Are the receivers never open? That's the other problem with recording right yeah. now is we haven't got the all-22 breakdowns yet from people. Yeah, it sure doesn't look like it. They, it there the were... broadcasts never show you that. So oh, that irritated. broadcast was horrible with replays. It was. They were awful about it. Like, broke on Greg Olson this week. Oh, good. Nice. He was awesome the first time. He was. And that was an awful game to watch. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a more watchable game with him. There was the a. There was a play when Roquan got the uh, roughing in the end zone. Yeah. Where I wanted to see it because it sure looked like he led with his shoulder. He absolutely but, with his shoulder, and the guy was going to the ground. Yeah, so I, I thought it's just he hit him hard. It was like, oh, we got to throw a flag. Him. It was a hard hit. Can't have that. Yep. 
Um, there was a play with A-Rob that looked like interference. They never re-showed it. Uh. There's a couple examples like that. So I wish we knew more about whether separation with the receivers was a problem because this would be a great week to like learn more about that because they're going to be playing some trash tier corners mm-hmm. due to injuries. And I would like the Bears to definitely keep the running game as the focus. I, oh, so here's my answer to your question. Yeah. You want to do 30, 35 carries? Great. Make the 20 to 25 passes deeper, though. Mm. You can open it up that way. A bit more play action. Yeah, they, they didn't do much They're play not action. Using fields right still, but they didn't do much against the Raiders. I want I want more like the Lions game, I guess. Yeah. Maybe the you, opponent was part of that. I don't know. Do you remember much play action against? Not really. The, yeah, I don't either. Bootlegs. Don't, um, and Justin Fields. Amazing throws at the end of the game, too. He, the men, the Mooney, we all know. Oh, the one to commit was a super tight window, the completion. Mm-hmm. And the deeper shot to commit probably should have been caught, but he committed all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah I, man, I, I do worry about him so catching the ball. He can run block, though. He can run block. Jimmy Graham even was. So can Jimmy Graham appear? Yeah, they're <laughs> buying it. I mean, Jimmy Graham's doing it. You must be got. You must have him fired up. And he looked like he was enjoying it too. Jimmy Graham pancaked the guy. He did. Maybe he's never been asked to do that before. I didn't like, know hey, Grandpa kind of was on the Raiders, but Jimmy Graham pancaked the guy. <laughs> no, no, it was a real block. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Shout out to Jimmy Graham for blocking someone. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, um, maybe his I, I retweet he, started this all too. Yeah, that could be. the The problem is the ceiling of this kind of offense is wild card at best. Yeah, I'm still of the mindset of getting Fields more time developmentally. Well, I'm but saying you seem to be on a fine line where you can win and try to develop him. But the next step for me is go ahead and let him throw it a little bit more, mm-hmm. a little deeper, yeah. a little bit more often, because that that arm plays. It does, and I'm saying this game do that. I'm not saying necessarily you got to do that right the whole, the whole rest of the season. But it would be nice to see him. Well, I wouldn't. I would not dial up a deep ball game plan against the Steelers front seven. That's a good idea. <laughs> that they'll they'll you know watt will be all over that you can mm-hmm. have to be quicker there and max protect more for that one mm-hmm. um but yeah this is more winnable than we're used to but i'm still not going there i'm gonna go uh and i think the defense will put forth a pretty good effort against green bay but it's still not going to be like nine points allowed type of thing because mm-hmm. he's just rogers is just too good i'll say um green bay 24 <sighs> bears I'll say they moved the ball pretty well, but struggled to get in the end zone 19. Okay. I was going to say 24. Cairo Santos. I was going to say 24, 16. was okay. my pick. You pessimist you. I'm going to keep calling you the optimistic one. Um, I've got, I've got the three. First part of the game probably. Oh, no. Well, I got to get up and get on the road ASAP to get home. I don't know how quickly we can get here with mm-hmm. three little ones. They travel pretty well, but we'll see. I try to leave at 6 a.m., five hour drive. Then I'd be home in time, but well, there you go. All, mm-hmm. it'll be close. Um, you, can, you can listen so. on the uh, Chicago Bears app too. Yeah, I will do that much at least. Mm-hmm. They didn't used to be able to do that. That's like brand new. The I might last still try to stream two. on my phone. Are you driving? <laughs> I always drive all the road trips, which gives okay. me the occasion to say, hey, honey, for the last hour, you want to drive? <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'll have driven the other 19. No, nah, she'd Oof. be good for it. All right, Oof. other games. Yeah. Minnesota at Carolina. Oh. 
Minnesota. Only, wow, Carolina's getting a point. Well, Minnesota's been eh. all over the place. Yeah. Even three. And I guess Cousins hasn't been, you know, that bad, but I don't know. They just barely beat the Lions, you know, so. Cousins has had a really good year. Is Cook out again or playing? I think I this know. is as much as people giving up on Carolina as it is believing in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But I think Carolina will win this game. Okay. Because I don't like the Vikings, and therefore I'm picking Carolina. <laughs> then I can do that because it's the Bears that I can't pick that way or bad things happen. But I'm allowed to do that with the Vikings. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, actually, the real reason is I like the way Carolina has been defending most mm-hmm. games. Their defense has played really well. I think they're not going to let Cook beat them. Mm-hmm. Then I think they have a good enough pass rush to at least get to Cousins some. And, uh, I think Minnesota still is in the midst of a weird identity crisis. He's probably not even their coach today if they don't have the comeback against Detroit. Yep. I, I just think Carolina is right. more stable this season, though I don't really believe in Darnold at all. Okay. You don't think the new scenery has unlocked him? Well, he's at six interceptions now. I mean, it's like the last couple of weeks he's been back to being the, the Jets Darnold. Mm. It's probably the other reason why the line is what it is. Yeah, could be. Um, I didn't know this, though. Carolina has the number one passing defense. That's what I mean. The they, their defense has been really good. Yeah, I did not know that. Hmm, I just read that. Less than 200 yards per game. Wow. In this era? That's amazing. That's fantastic. What's well, kind of weird, back to the Green Bay, I meant to mention this. Their offense overall is only 22nd in yards. Hmm. And their defense, despite a bunch of injuries, manages to be sixth. I think it's a function of who they've played, though, because the Bengals didn't look like they were playing a top-10 defense last week. They were flinging that thing all over the place. Yep. Anyway, so you're, are you picking Minnesota or Carolina? Uh, I'm going with Carolina. Yes, yeah, same. Mostly because, well, they're at home. Uh, yeah, that pass defense. Uh, if you can shut down Kirk Cousins, you're going to win the game. So, yeah, right. yeah. I think Carolina wins that. Not, I won't say convincingly, but I'm pretty confident that it's a solid victory. Aren't we due for another round of missed field goals by the Vikings? Since there's <laughs> apparently a kicking shortage in the NFL. Shout out! I'm to all for it. I'm all for it. All right, then we've got the 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 epic matchup that is the Bengals at the Lions. Yeah. Um, well, you know the Bengals' two losses are against NFC North teams. Is Does that the day that that happens where the kneecappers get their first win? <laughs> that would be amazing. Did you but see no. he cried last week? He he what? In the post game, Dan Campbell cried. I did not see that. He's like, we're out there. The guys just play it so hard. Yeah, he cried. Mm, poor guy. I don't know whether you want to say that's a good thing that your coach is emotional and passionate or. Buddy, it's 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 a game, and you're all adults. And I kind of think it was kind of ridiculous. Do you think it was staged? I don't think he's clever enough to stage it. <laughs> I think he's too blunt. I don't mean that he's dumb. I just mean like he's not like he doesn't strike me as the type that's gonna like think through the series of of thoughts that get you to you know to be good for me to take heat off the team. I'll cry a little bit. They'll see how much I care. I don't think he's that calculated. There, that's mm. the word I'm looking for. Okay. 
right. Um, I, the only other game I think is really interesting. the Bengals in that one. Yeah, yeah Sorry. right. I, I didn't even bother with a pick. Yeah, Bengals. <laughs> this is not on paper a great slate of games, in my not at all humble opinion. But you do have two other good ones. Chargers at Ravens. Oh, that will be a good one. Lamar Jackson was positively insane Monday. In the Can fourth quarter, yes. Request of the football gods that we don't play that version of Lamar Jackson when he comes <laughs> to Chicago. Yeah, that was it. But, you know, the um, oh, Jackie, the Colts defense was awful. Just hey, how about awful. that whole, I wish we were the Colts, and I hate Ryan Pace, and I wish we had Ballard. Oh, the guy that might be trading, had maybe traded a first-round pick or two for Carson uh, Wentz uh, instead of trading up in the draft for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. The guy who built a better defense that just got torched for 500 yards by Lamar Jackson. Like, he seriously had 460 yards total offense. Just yeah. him. Amazing. I'm sorry. I don't quite get the Chris Ballard love other than they do not get themselves into salary cap hell and the Bears have that problem. Otherwise, yeah, you know, I think I might rather be the Bears, all things considered. At this point, yeah. Last year, I would have said different. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like the, the league changes so quick. Mm-hmm. That brings me to one other quick thought on pace. I know we talked about it, but just yes. like what do you say about pace? I don't know if I want to fire him if he might be getting better. Is he learning? Look, the scouting is good. Like that system works. They look get at guys. Yes. Darnell Mooney, Khalil Herbert. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you didn't fire him after Mitch, you might as well ride it out another couple of years, but please try to tell him to quit trading all the draft picks and watch how who he signs. But now all of a sudden the Robert Quinn signing isn't bad. Nope. Like, I guess my point is I'm not sure if I want to fire him if the system and the scouts that he's got in place are starting to show results. I don't know if I want to start that whole thing over. Yeah. If there's something to be said for continuity, if it's not Somebody bad. Somebody babysit yeah. him or something. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I'm like, man, I don't know. That's how quickly the league changes. I look at the bears. The you got David Montgomery, all. Williams, Herbert. That might be the best trio of running backs in the NFL. Could be. Look at all the late round picks. My joke about him being the executive director of late round drafting. <laughs> this year might be even better. And Darnell Mooney, man, Good he is player. fifth round pick. Oh my! Like, by the way, Eddie Jackson had his best game. Not still where we want him to be, but he wasn't the disaster he had been. He almost yeah. made a magnificent play on the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There was, I'm and just Eddie, trying to get him back. I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to will Eddie back to being Eddie. Yeah, I still don't that like was at one point another great late round mid round pick. Yeah, I still don't like that he tends to show up to the play right as the receiver goes down. You know what I mean? That but, seems I to mean, happen if he's a lot. Playing single high, that would explain it. That's why we need the all twenty two again. Yeah, figure out where he's supposed to be and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was a step in the right direction. Anyway, but there's all those other picks, right? Like Herbert is now looking like looking like he's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. There's two good second round offensive lineman picks mm-hmm. and a third on the IR right now, which is hopefully just unfortunate timing and bad luck. But we can't say Jenkins is a bust yet. It's concerning. But Daniels and Whitehair are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if Borum or Larry Broom, as uh, Alan Michaels yes. called him, if he can be your left tackle and you keep Jenkins at right tackle then, which is his natural position. I'm serious. Like, what if it in just what if in December? We're saying both tackles are rookies and they look good. Justin Fields looks good. 
We have a, a, a running back replacement for when Montgomery walks because you just shouldn't sign the running backs, even though I love Montgomery. The mm-hmm. first day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I, how are you firing the guy? Yeah. What, well, does A-Rob, what happens with A-Rob? Does that affect it at all? Do you want to pay A-Rob more than they pay him right now? No, I don't. I don't know that we can say he's wrong about A-Rob at the moment. Yeah. A-Rob's had great years with terrible QBs. I would be comfortable paying him in a multi-year deer what he's making right now. But 22 a year? Ooh, Too much. Buddy, I think we got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. He's not making enough plays. Nope. And he dropped all those plays in the end zone last year, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, what was once a mark against Pace, Robert Quinn, isn't right now. Mm-hmm. What was once a mark against Pace, A-Rob, it might still be kind of a lot harder to say. It's not a sure thing that signing Field him to. buys in time. Some of these guys producing young. And, by the way, Kendall Vildor looking like real good pick mm-hmm. in the fifth round, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about Travis Gibson in the fifth round? Yes. How about Duke Shelley? Shelley's had two good games now in a row. I have no idea if those two corners can keep it up, but all of a sudden I'm not like, oh, these guys are a disaster. All they needed maybe was experience. Maybe. I'm saying you get – we just listed like 10 people. Yeah, It's hard to call him a total disaster as a GM now. No. Mitch was a bad pick. Mm Mm-hmm. What if Nagy's not a terrible hire as long as he doesn't call plays? I'm not an idiot. You see where I'm going with this? This is a lot harder yeah. conversation than it was last year. Three weeks ago. Like, <laughs> does, does that mean he's getting better, or are we just victims of the moment because they've won two in a row? I think that's fair to ask, but that's when you look, at the, you look at the individual performances of some of those players, and you have to like what you see. You, the thing is, to fix your cap, you got to keep hitting on those late picks to let guys walk. Mm-hmm. And I'm just Man, I'm just a little hesitant about this fire pace thing because he hits on those picks. He does. And that's he's where he's always learning. Had success, if yeah. the thesis that he's learning proves true, mm-hmm. I'm just setting everybody up for him being back because of it. <laughs> and I think it could make sense. Could. Okay, could. All right. Other game. So back to Chargers Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's a fun matchup. That is, I like the Chargers there. I think they're the more. I think complete, they're better. Complete team. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I still don't buy all of the Lamar Jackson stuff. Seriously, that Colts defense was so bad, and he well, did nothing against them. Chart, it's still mostly middle of the field where he likes to work. Yeah. There will still be a team that's like, we're going to make you throw outside the hash marks, and we'll see if he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's electric. I think he's fun to watch. I think the Ravens are kind of like the Packers in that they're exceedingly fortunate to be 4-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Literally Agreed. record-setting field goal off the crossbars to beat the Lions. Crossbar yep. to beat the Lions. Crazy comeback fueled by Colts ineptitude last with, week. Yeah, with two missed Colts field goals. Yep. Either one but would have ended the game. they are at home. I, I think Chargers are better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, Chargers there. And then the other one was... Um, Cardinals-Browns? Cardinals at Browns. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. I think... Uh, I mean, the Cardinals are 5-0, and but I think they're probably not that good. Is that okay to say? I mean, Kyler Murray's been great. Got to be an MVP, early MVP candidate. But, They've been um, great. Barely beat the Niners, but don't look really very good mm-hmm. with George Kittle. Who <laughs> loves the Bears. He's hurt, though. Did you see that? Kittle's hurt. Did you know he's going to miss the Bears game because they have a bye? Uh, IR is three games, so he's 
I think he has to miss the Bears game. Oh. You know why he's going to miss the Bears game? Because he loves because the Bears. Freaking loves the Bears. <laughs> I love the Bears. I, I think the Browns are kind of the perfect team to beat the Cardinals. They'll pound the rocks yep. with the two-headed running backs. They have a ton of athletes on the defense to chase Murray down, as mm-hmm. we know all too well. Yep. And I think they lost an incredible game. That was one of those games no one deserved to lose last week against the Chargers. And I think they'll bounce back. Yeah. But they do have a how much do we trust Baker Mayfield problem. Well, he's got a, a torn labrum, right? Doesn't he? So did you would... know they're averaging almost 13 yards on screen plays? Oh wow. That's insane. The next highest is the Chiefs at like seven or eight. Wow. That is like, pretty good. That that really helps the QB's production look better than it maybe is. But Dak Prescott. <coughs> well coached team. Oh, Dak is having a year too. That's a good offense. If they're healthy, that offense is scary. Yeah, Dak because of our our friends from seminary who wouldn't shut up about him, but he's having a great <laughs> year. Last I looked, the Cowboys led the league in yak. So um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a combination, right? Like if the ball is in place and you can keep running, that is a plus for the QB. But I'm just saying, you know, like the stat test and the eye test tell me two different things. Not That's anymore. I watched some of the highlights of that game. He's throwing a gorgeous fade routes. He's hitting yeah. guys in stride deep. He looks pretty good. I mean, we've seen it before, though. The Cowboys tend yeah. to start big and then... Well, they mm. as a team, yes, but I'm not mm. blaming him for that, necessarily. Okay. Not just yet. Although, that was fun that the year the Bears were bad, but still managed to beat the pants off of them. Oh, and I, I needed that, too. And I, I was thought just, the end of it. <laughs> I was telling my wife about that last night, how once that game was over, I didn't realize how much I needed Chicago to beat Dallas. Just on a personal level. I needed that. So, you know. so, we'll do a bonus content episode about why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Dak Prescott and Chris's abiding disdain. Oh, not Dak, not on Dak Prescott, just on the uh, disdain for the Cowboys. Yeah, because of where they're located. I don't like the Cowboys because I got tired of people saying Emmett Smith was better than Barry Sanders when I was a kid. Oh, I thought you were going to say Walter, but yeah. No, he wasn't Barry even. He, he was neither of them. No. And I think you know what to his credit. My gosh, I think can you he... imagine Walter behind Nate Newton? Oh, 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 oh. yeah, he Walter didn't have a and he played hurt all the time. So Walter didn't that. have a good line until the early eighties, yeah, until like eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's do one other thing real quick for fun. Okay, five weeks in, caveat is established. Obviously, there's still two thirds of the season or more to go. Mm-hmm. Who are the actual Super Bowl contenders? based on uh, what we've seen this year and i know we're going to look back at last year a little but i'm trying to do it as an exercise mostly based on this year all right can i uh pick two from each conference sure or, we might maybe three even but let's start with okay two. uh afc or nfc what do you want to go with first afc afc alphabetical okay <laughs> yeah, uh, a comes first very good i like <laughs> The educated part of the educated. podcast is back. <laughs> I am educated. Yes. Uh, okay. I like the Chargers, and I'm liking Cleveland. Yeah. See, you want to do three because you're leaving out a good one. Uh, okay. Who am I? I'm not saying Kansas City. Not how they I. That was yet. the point of this exercise. Yeah. Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Yes. Hey, thank you. So if yeah. you agree with that, that's for the same sure. For me. Buffalo actually probably the best one in the AFC. I would say it Buffalo one, 
Chargers two, Browns three. Why are you eliminating the Chiefs? Because they don't have a defense. Ditto. And you know what? That offense doesn't look all that great right now either. Yeah, it looks like maybe the league has started to adjust, which the league does. You know, they do they do? They got no running game. I mean, Mahomes is amazing. Hill yes. is amazing. Kelsey's amazing. Yes, yes. But all true. Their other weapons aren't doing enough to keep teams honest enough to where I mean, the Chiefs could still rattle off ten in a row, and I wouldn't be surprised. But based on what we've seen. You got to say that their defense is killing them. Mm-hmm. The blown coverages, oh my goodness, they had so many last week. The one yeah. guy, number 49, he's like in, in the picture, 10 feet behind a bunch of touchdowns, like the Bears Rams, but every week. Mm. So until they figure that out, I can't take them seriously as a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Because they've already lost to two of the teams we put in the top three there. That's a good point. NFC. NFC. All right. Let's see here. Uh, actually, I would say the Cowboys at this point. You would have to pretty much, right? Yeah. We're going to cruise through the division win. win. Tampa Bay. Obviously. And, and Boy, how about that game? 400 yards, five TDs, just a, you know, another day at the park. Brady is better in his 40s than his 20s. It's crazy. It's literally <laughs> crazy. I saw a breakdown of him that I thought was interesting about how it's his pocket manipulation. It was like a former QB talking about how he just moves a tiny bit here and a tiny bit there, and it looks like nothing, but it's like everything if you've played the position. Mm, interesting. And that's what makes him so sneaky good and why it fools people, because he just changes the angle just enough to make that one little adjustment, and he gets the ball at just a hair quicker. It reminded me of a, a thought I had a, a, last week that I forgot to mention. We all know football is a game of inches. But it's an also, also a game of like half seconds. Mm. Getting that ball yes. just a hair quicker, that kind of stuff. And he's good at that. So, yeah, Dallas, Tampa. I think we have to do four, maybe. Kind of well, the Rams, one. for sure. The Rams. And how could we not pick the team that actually beat them in L.A.? Even though we're skeptical about the 5-0 and record. The Cardinals. You have to put the Cardinals in there at least at the moment, right? I guess so. I... Um, I, I'm not a believer yet. I still think the Rams are better, but it's weird because they lost to them. I know, <laughs> I know, close. I know. I agree, I, though. I think on paper they are, but the Rams' defense is not playing like we expected it to play the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. So we. All right. How about three and three A? <laughs> huh? We What'd both are leaving out the Packers. Yes, we are. I'm leaving them out for mostly similar reasons as the Chiefs. Defense. And I hate them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think they'll win the division, but I don't think that they can beat those other teams in a scenario where no. they don't have home field advantage. They couldn't even do it the last, last year when they did have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think uh, Rams match up really well against the Packers. I think uh, Tampa does too. If oh, Tampa for healthy. sure does. Mm-hmm. But right now, it'll be a a really interesting track meet mm-hmm. and Dallas I tell you what Trayvon Diggs is playing some serious football in their secondary I don't know about their D yet offensively they can match them because they got more weapons they just don't have as good a one at the top and Adams but like they're deeper does Diggs have a pick every game did I read that yeah. right yep that's amazing <laughs> he and Jalen Johnson are the two corners that have like the hilarious like I don't know what it is. I think it's the QBR against or something, and it's like 20 or 30 something. Mm. 
And so that's awesome. He's, he's playing great. Um, so a team that has the potential to shadow Devontae Adams with a really good corner is a nightmare potentially for the Packers. And that is, of course, the Rams, Cowboys. Hopefully we see it Sunday. With the Maybe Bears. the Bears. Maybe Jalen. Do it? You think they'll have Johnson follow him? Oh, they have to. I think they'll have him follow him as long as he's not in the slot because I don't think they'll trust Shelley on the outside. Yeah. that's. They'll, they'll give help to Shelley if he's in the slot. Who else worries you on that Packers offense? Does Cobb um, worry you still? I mean, it's not 2013 no. anymore. No, but he'll probably <laughs> do something to make us regret saying that. Uh, Aaron Jones, can you just stick yeah, rope one on him? Yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's, he's sort of underrated at times. He is good. But I'm looking forward to saying this, Chris, as we end the show here. This might be the second to last time we have to worry about playing Satan and his number one lieutenant in the Packers uniform. It could be. You sense a, a shifting in the force? I Is mean, Rodgers practically said he was gone after this year already. I guess things yeah. can change, but it would be quite the surprise if he wasn't. I mean, I feel like that's how they got him back. They made a deal that they'll let him out or they'll trade him at the end of the year, and he's like, all right, one more time, let's go. And Adams is a full-on free agent. Is he really sticking around without Rodgers? Can they yeah, even I afford agree. him? Mm-hmm. If they keep Rodgers, can they afford Adams? I don't see how they do it with both of them, no matter what here. And then Rodgers goes to Denver. Or Pittsburgh. You, you see that? Oh, or Pittsburgh. Oh, that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the weapons when they're healthy. Yeah. He's only a year younger than Roethlisberger. Isn't that crazy? Golly, that's a whole different fitness regime, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brady. Yeah. Oh, just nuts. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun, fun weekend, my friend. I hope you have a good trip. And Thanks, uh, drive safely. Keep your, uh, you know, eyes on the road when the game's on. <laughs> and we'll see if I can get the wife to take the, the last leg. There you go. Or leave early, like you said. That's good. Yeah. Well, my kids will be up. They are early birds. <laughs> That's none of mine were. It's amazing. They all sleep See, in. They, like... they tell you, oh, babies will wake up a whole bunch. Yeah, of course, you got to feed them all night. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that your seven-year-old will continue to wake up at six o'clock every day <laughs> for seven years. <laughs> mm, yeah, none of mine did that. <sighs> yeah. All right, well, I'll wrap it up and uh, get us out of here. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this, this episode of Barely Educated. Uh, we'd love to interact with you. What do you think of our conversation, not just about the game, but about those bigger picture league and Raiders Gruden thing? We'd love to uh, have conversation about that. So find us on Twitter at barely underscore educated. Find our website, buymeacoffee.com slash barely underscore educated. And you can join our honor roll there for a $3 a month donation or $30 a year. We'll send you a barely educated t-shirt and give you access to bonus content. Uh, last time Mark said something about swag. I'm going to look into some other swag things that would be cool. I'm about uh, coffee mug. Coffee mug would be nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Facebook, uh, just go to Facebook slash Barely Educated. You'll find us there and join the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you Sunday at some point after the Bears game against the Packers. Maybe they pull it off. Who knows? But uh, we'll see and we'll talk to you later. I call that the turkey hole. You idiot. I'm not an idiot. Put that through your mind. I f- all the bears.